everybody to a new year. It is now 2022, and with that brings you more episodes of Extra Life, and today is a special one. I am your host today. You know who it is. It's Christian, and my usual co-host, Hattie, he's, he's on vacation. He's on a cruise, neglected to tell me this till last minute. So me being me, I brought on an absolute stud of a person, my best friend and companion here. His name is Urch. Urch, introduce yourself. How's it going, everyone? He calls me Urch. You call me John Urch. I also have my own little podcast, Pitchside FC. If you're into soccer content, go check it out. But I am happy to be here. I don't think I'm going to live up to Hattie's level, but I'm going to try my best today. Hey, listen, as long as you talk video games, that's all we care about, honestly. Oh, I'm going to try my best, sir. I'm going to try my <laughs> best. Uh, all right. So before we get into what I've been playing, how, how was how was your Christmas and your New Year, sir? How, how did you enjoy it? Was it fun? Uh, you know, it was all right. It was good to see family, get together, have some nice food. You know, it, it was a standard holiday. Nothing special. What about you? Uh, well, Christmas Eve was spent in Domino's till about 1 a.m., like always. Christmas Day was nice and fun, you know, spent some time with the mom, with my sister, and went over, saw some other family. And then, of course, New Year's Eve. Uh, well, you know, I was in Domino's till 1 a.m., so it's a good way to start the year, I would say. <laughs> I mean, you're just a working dog. You just keep working and grinding. And we need people like you out there grinding every day. Oh, yeah. Got to do what you got to do. All right. So as mentioned a couple weeks ago, I finally did my homework and I played the game I said I was going to play, which is Samurai Warriors 5. Played it on the Xbox. Um, For those of you who don't know, it's a long running franchise, the Warrior franchise. We got a bunch for Dynasty Warriors, bunch for Samurai, but this was the newest one. Came out last year, picked it up. Played it for like 20 minutes and then didn't think twice to play it again. Uh, But I'm glad I actually finished it because I honestly think this is probably the best Warriors game to to date, honestly. Uh, They completely changed the style of it. So before, you know, it was your run-of-the-mill standard animation. Uh, But this time they went with like more of a cel-shaded look. So everything looked much more vibrant, more colorful. Like you can really see like... The design of the levels a lot better. You know, this is taking place in Japan as well. So that was cool. Gameplay wise, I mean, it's a hack and slash. You're just mobbing down like thousands and thousands of people. And it's freaking awesome. Uh, You get to control two characters at a time. You switch between them. Yeah, story mode. You know, it's kind of a story. I don't don't know. You just kind of play a stage and you move on. You know, there's not much story. Uh, More or less... The replay value and trying to max out every character is like the real shine of this game. And my God, I think I put like a good 50, 60 hours into this grinding every single character out. And it was fun. Absolutely fun. And I loved it. Uh, I do recommend playing it. Only downsides is it's very laggy. And that might be because my Xbox is getting old and I don't have the Series X. So, like, there's a lot of slowing down in, in between. And once there's a crap ton of stuff going on, forget about it. It was lag central. So, 
only gripe. Everything else is positive. If I were to rate this game out of 10, I'm giving it a 7. So, yeah, like I said, that the lagging really sucks. Not a fan of it at all. Um, And that kind of hinders a lot because, like, it's supposed to be fast paced. I mean, it's a hack and slash game. You're just supposed to go at it and enjoy it. Can't really enjoy it when you're lagging. So, yeah, Samurai Warriors 5, 7 out of 10 from me. That's impressive that a game with lag issues got a 7. Very, very impressive. Um, you just got to upgrade that Xbox, buddy. Listen, you don't understand how hard I'm trying here, man. Like, I'm talking at least five, six hours a day. I'm glued to, like, Twitter trying to find the freaking Series X, man. Oh, I'm trying so hard. It's tough out there with all the, uh, all the bots, everyone buying in bulk and selling on the market for, like, double the price. It's a tough life out there. Yeah, shut up. You're only saying this because you have one. <laughs> I would never. <laughs> <laughs> you know you have one, and it's, oh, man, I hate it. I'll get one. I'll get one. You wait. You just wait. So, obviously, you know, I did not play Hattie's game that he mentioned, but I will give you a little game review, especially for all you sports games fans, because for the longest time, I was a big EA sports guy, and as you know, for the past, I don't know, Five to ten years, they've absolutely sucked. So, hundred percent. I have found a game that is a sports game that is not produced by EA. That's actually decent. It's called Football Manager, and it's mainly on the PC, but it's on Xbox Game Pass right now. And it's it's definitely it's weird because you could see how it's set up like a PC game, but. You could play with it. It's a little quirky, but essentially you are the manager of a football team and you do everything when it comes to finances, signing players, tactics, lineups, everything. You do everything in that game except actually play the match. You are the manager. You come up with the game plan. You manage the game. So you have no control over the outcome of the game. So every decision you make is so in-depth and affects everything. So you constantly have to be on top of everything. So if you're into something that's very micromanaging, this is the perfect game for you, especially if you're into sports games. So if I were to rate this game on the Xbox version alone, because I haven't played the PC, the PC might be a little better, um, I'm going to say it's like a 7.5. Okay, that's not bad. 7.5 for your first game review. All right. Respect. Respect. And like I said, that's because I'm playing the Xbox version, which is once you play it, like once you get set, you literally will say there's no way this was made for a console. But it still works well enough. The game is not made for graphics. It's more just like I said, a management type of game. But it's very in-depth, and it's very addicting, and you'll lose hours off your life if you get hooked on it. Very nice, very nice. Uh, all right, so I mean, I guess that wraps it up for game reviews today. Uh, let's, uh, let's move on to the news here, and you got to bear with us today. It's, it's dry. It's horribly dry with news right now. And, I mean, I was even hoping something interesting would happen today. Nothing. 
So just just bear with it. We do got some good stuff here. A couple good stuff, I would say. But uh, man, it's just it's just dry. Um, yeah, so let's go over the first one. So Tencent Holdings, which uh, is the owners of Riot Games, they agreed to pay $100 million to settle a gender-based discrimination class action lawsuit. Uh, I mean... Ugly. Ugly. Yeah. And to give a little more preface, this actually stems back from a 2018 lawsuit. So finally, they're closing out this deal. And I believe they're agreeing to pay, I think it's like 80 million of that is for current and former women employees. And then the remaining 20 million is to actually pay like law fees and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's it's pretty messy. And we're seeing a lot of this lately with discrimination whether it's like based on women, men, whatever, and a lot of it's going on. Yeah, it's definitely it's not ideal. And clearly, like, you know, video games aside, because, you know, generally the video game community is kind of more on the male based side. And, you know, we're in the business side of this. And, you know, this is never okay, never, ever okay. And it's good to see that these women are finally getting what they deserve, even though, you know, money can never buy what exactly happened to them. But, you know, it's nice to see that these big companies are being held accountable and hopefully for the future, stuff like this won't continue going on because people are seeing the figures and how much they're getting paid. It's, it's not ideal and it's never okay. 100% agree with that. And like I said, this is... This 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 specific case is new, but stuff like this coming out is not new. I mean, I think every episode now we've covered something like this and hopefully it stops because, I mean, it's never fun to uh, do any of these kind of researches. But yeah, though, the one thing I'm going to say that is good that might come out about all these occasions happening, it's showing people that you could have a voice and. You need to have a voice and you're not alone in this world when it comes to stuff like this. So it's good to see people having a platform to say what's wrong and holding people accountable. Yeah, again, fully agree with that. Um, yeah, next new segment here. So IGN released their top 100 video games of all time. And oh, this list is a doozy, if I say so myself. Yes, it's a uh, definitely a doozy. Um, is there anything that you want to point out in particular that you saw or you didn't see? Uh, so right off the bat, starting with number 100, they went with Borderlands 2. So like at first glance, you're going to think, OK, maybe this list has some kind of like legitimacy. You know, I mean, I know it's IGN. Sometimes they do kind of suck. Like, seeing Borderlands 2, it's like, okay, maybe the list is going to be good. Then you start scrolling, you know, and then you start seeing a lot of the, uh, the, the shit on the list, you know? A lot of shit stains on here, and I'm not a fan of a lot of them. But Titanfall 2 made the list, so I was happy with that one. That, that game deserves a lot of praise. Yeah, I know you're, uh, you're a big fan of, of uh, that series in general, not just that game. Yeah, I mean... 
Titanfall, Titanfall 1, and then obviously, you know, you got to bring the Apex world into it as well because it's all the same universe. I mean, the lore behind almost everything is amazing. And me and you being pretty big Apex guys, like, we, we can't deny when they would drop those, um, like, those little video things, like, they're kind of like mini movies before a new season drops. And it's amazing. Yeah, I, I you know, I always remember... I would tell you, like, when they would release a new character, like you said, one of those, like, mini little movies, they have such a backstory with all these characters and such, like you said, a lore about them that they easily could make, like, a Netflix show about the Apex Legends. I'm not even joking, and I think it would be amazing to watch. Oh, 100%. Like, oh, it's just... The, just with, like, the original characters that got released, there's so much lore behind that alone like, oh, they, they would have content for years with these characters. Like, no joke. Uh, one other thing that really stood out to me was there's only one Pokemon game on here, and it's Pokemon Yellow. Um, that surprised me a little bit. Definitely surprised me a little bit. Why did uh, why'd that surprise you? You don't, you don't agree that it should have been Yellow, or do you think it should have been a different game? Uh, I feel like there should be multiple ones on here. And I feel like yellow is not the best representation because it says essentially we're saying that Pokemon Yellow is the best Pokemon game of all time. And I strongly disagree with that. So, you know, I feel like the Emeralds and even some of the newer stuff I think is better than yellow because when you look at yellow, feel like it was kind of an incomplete game so i just find it weird that there's one pokemon game that was on here and it's represented by pokemon yellow yeah you know i can i can get behind that i mean i think without a doubt everyone kind of agrees that you know emerald could possibly be the best pokemon game ever made at least in my opinion but i'm right there uh, yeah collectively as a whole though just putting pokemon yellow on the list it's it's i understand it and like a lot of people are going to view that as like oh it's nostalgic but nostalgic doesn't mean it's a good game so that's that's my thoughts on that one just scrolling uh. through the list really quick uh, they do have if you guys remember from the very first podcast episode, the very first game I played is on the list, which is Ocarina of Time. So I'm glad that made it on the list. Very happy about that one. Um, something that stood out to me, which I didn't even see on this list. Um, is there any Mario parties out there? There is one. Oh, wait, no, there's not. Oh, okay. I read that wrong. Yeah, there's no Mario parties. And... That's that's crazy. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, Mario Party is one of those games that you know there's nostalgia behind it, but there's also that replay factor and longevity of the game because, like, you know, I feel like a lot of childhood memories are built in that game, and it's addicting. And like I said, there's nostalgia behind it, and even currently, like, there's still such a playable game. So I'm shocked that not a single one made it on this list. Yeah, and you know what's actually another one that I could be wrong, but I didn't see it on the list was uh, Wii Sports. Oh, like that should be in the top five, and it should not even be up for debate. <laughs> like, there's no mention of Wii Sports on here, and my God, did that game change so much? 
Like that game was amazing, and it's not on the list. Not even on the list. A free game, and you know you have games that people are paying hundreds, two hundred dollars for all the add-ons and DLCs. That was a free game that still you could probably play to this day, and you'd enjoy it more than half these games that you're paying, you know, out of your wallet. You know what I mean? Like it was such a good game. Oh, 100% agree. I, I can't tell you how many times that, like, there would be vicious, vicious battles for Wii Bowling. Like, there, there, there was a time and place where it's like, if you were using, like, that glitch where you can get a strike every time, you would get punched in the face. Like, it, it was just no question you're getting punched. Uh, so, yes, last, last thoughts on this list. Uh, what do you think of the number one game? Um... So, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. I don't want to get hate on this podcast, but I've never played a Zelda game in my life. However, That's I've tough. seen I've seen gameplay and I've heard a lot of people say that this is the greatest game ever. So, when I when you sent this link to me for this, I knew this game was going to be towards the top. And seeing it at number one, I'm not surprised just hearing what everyone has to say about it. Yeah, so I mean, I do agree with you. It It is a fantastic game. I've played it. Uh, I did like maybe two playthroughs of the game. Every time you play it, it's like a different experience. Like you, you notice things that weren't there before, but like they are there. You just have to notice them. And there's always a different path to completing it. Like you, there, it's not like one of those... Okay, you got to go to point A to B. It's like, all right, here's point A and here's point B, but feel free to do whatever the hell you want in between those points. Like this, this changed open world games a lot. And I I don't like that it's the number one game because I, I personally don't agree with that, but it definitely is a top 10 and I do respect it. So, so that, that's mine on that. If you don't agree with it being your number one what would you put in place of that? Uh, so a little further up on the list at number four is The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. And I truly believe this game is better. Yes, it comes nowhere near what Breath of the Wild did. But like most of the time, the very first Zelda game someone plays was A Link to the Past or Ocarina. And A Link to the Past has stood the test of times. It is such a great game. Everything about it is amazing. And even the remake that we got on the Switch, which was more like chibi style, was still amazing to play through it. I think that game should have been number one. Interesting. So you're going to stick with the Zelda theme, but okay, I'll take it. I like yeah, your opinion. Sticking, sticking with the Zelda theme, but I, I think A Link to the Past should have won that one. Uh, yeah, so I guess that sums it up for this list, you know. 100 games of all time. Uh, if you guys want to check it out yourself, it is on IGN, so just go right to IGN.com. I'm sure it's still going to be on like their top page. So, yeah. And then let us know what you think of that. Moving on from there, uh, last bit of news here is a little weird, but I understand it. So the U.S. opened a formal investigation on Tesla, allowing video games to be played while driving. 
Uh, now, uh, this this is highly touchy, highly touchy subject. Definitely, definitely. I mean, I'm all for gaming where you can, but like driving while gaming. Come on, that, that is just stupid. I don't understand why they allowed this to happen. Uh, yeah, highly dangerous. Obviously, Tesla is always looking to innovate and just be better than the rest. But it's crazy to think how far we've come, like, in technology. Like, you know, do you remember when you were a little kid and, like, someone's, like, mom or dad had a minivan with, like, the TVs in it? And they weren't, like, even nice TVs, but still, like, it was the coolest thing in the world. Now we're at this point where video games being played while driving is a possibility. It's insane to think about. Yeah, I, I remember it was like it was on like the um, the ceiling. It was like those little pop down like seven or eight inch TVs. It just comes right down, and that's all you had. I remember those things. I mean, then, yeah, it's insane, but you know there there is a big risk with this because you know with driving in general, you know you're already at risk of possible accidents, this, that, and the other thing. Now you're adding video games into it. It's uh. I don't think it's ideal. And then you add the video game rage because we all have it into that as well. I don't think that is the best idea. Yeah. And I mean, from this article, they were specifically attacking it with um, the passengers playing it. But I feel like either way, whether it's the driver or passenger playing it, you're going to want to like look what's going on on that screen. I mean, I've been in a Tesla, and that screen is huge, and no matter where you're sitting in that car, you're going to look at it. So, e- either yeah. way, this was just a stupid idea. Like, Tesla should have disabled this, you know? Like, 100% only allowed to do this while you're parked, not while in drive. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you on that, because definitely it's it's going to be a distraction. Um, But, like I said, Tesla's always looking to get a step up on the game. They're always looking to innovate and be, you know, the cool new toy. So, obviously, this is the next step for them. Like we said, we don't think it's the best move, but, you know, Tesla's not going to listen to us. <laughs> oh, 100%. We're, we're just a bunch of schmucks on a podcast right now. They don't care. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so that's that's the news for this week. Like I said, it was dry, but, I mean, a little, little bit of juicy stuff, you know, a mm. little bit of... Eh. Hopefully, hopefully in a couple weeks we get some nice stuff going out. All right, moving on to the big one today. You know, mom spaghetti, as I like to say, <laughs> gaming culture. This, this is. I think this is going to be a good one. Yes, I think it's going to be a very good one. So to start this off, let's let, let's let's go back back in time here. What do you? What do you think it was like back then to be labeled as a gamer? Um, well, I feel like when we're talking about like back then, we have to be a little bit more descriptive because I feel like when video games first came out, you know, like the uh, the Sega and Super Nintendo, I feel like you were the cool kid if you had that, right? Now you fast forward a little bit more, and if you were a gamer you were kind of looked at as like a nerd, you know, like, you know, like you waste your time inside playing video games and stuff. So I feel like it's changed over the times, but if we're just going to look back in the past, I feel like it went from like, you were the cool kid to 
you were like the nerd and you, you know, you didn't like to see the sun and you drank Mountain Dew. Yeah, so that like nerd phase, I think it's safe to say that was like very late 90s, like 98, 99 to about like 2010 era, I would say. Like, would you agree? Yeah, with that one? yeah, I would say you're pretty spot on. Definitely like between that like 12 year span, I definitely think that was like the nerd era for video games. Like, I remember this This must have been like freshman year of high school or maybe even eighth grade. I remember going into school saying like, yeah, you know, I, I like to play Pokemon on, on the side, you know, like got nothing else to do. I want to play some Pokemon. My God, the, the faces I got, the names I was called, the looks I would get, it was like, what the hell? It's just a video game. Why are you guys like hating on me so much? Yeah, in particular, too, like the Nintendo games and stuff were kind of like thought as like the nerdy games and the PC games were like the nerdy games. You know, like the only time people like thought it was like, you know, acceptable to play video games was like Call of Duty or like Battlefield, you know, like it had to be a shooter game like to be like accepted in that time frame. But it's changed to what it's like today now. You know what I mean? Yeah, so then, stemming off of what you just said, how do you think we're labeled today as gamers? Like, how how would we be labeled today? Now we are the cool kids on the block. Because... (laughs) Now now we run this shit? (laughs) Now we run this shit because there's this little thing called streaming that's completely changed the game. And now when you look, you know, on Twitch or YouTube or wherever you're watching, you know, video games get streamed, you're seeing you know, celebrities, professional athletes, all these people that, like, you know, people want to, like, be, and, like, that's, like, the person they look up to are now playing video games, and now people are realizing, like, that video games are cool. They're not, like, a nerdy thing. Like, it's it's awesome. You know what I mean? Like, it's... I, I feel like it went from, like, the cool rich kids to, like, the nerdies to now it's cool again, you know? Oh, 100%. Like, you can literally go anywhere and be like, yeah, I play Cookie Mama on my Nintendo DS, and you're still fucking cool. <laughs> you're still considered the cool kid. Yeah, and especially, like, when you get older, and now you're like, yo, I play Pokemon. Everyone's like, oh, shit, no way. Like, you know, it, like, everyone, like, is kind of back into that shit now. So it's, like, it's funny to see how it's evolved and come, like, almost full circle again. Yeah, it's it's definitely weird to see that. Like 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 you said, like going before like when games started coming up and like being big and popular, it was like really cool to play them. Like I'm pretty sure there was a bunch of televised events back then for um like the Atari and like Nintendo and stuff like that. Then it went to being like you wouldn't be caught dead playing video games and unless it was Call of Duty. Now we're in that era where it's like any kind of video game you play, it's cool. Like it doesn't matter what you're playing, you're you're considered cool, and it's like okay, this is kind of nice. People accept me now. Yeah, and you know, it's like almost any game, like you said. Now it's like accepted now because like we're now like this big community of gamers, and like I said, I think streaming had a huge impact on that because not only like 
are people like trying to do it because they realize there's a lot of money in it but like it's just like being part of a community and like having similar interests like it's cool you know it's cool to be a part of something like that especially how it doesn't matter like what game it is like now you could find a community for yourself you know no matter what the game is because of streamers and youtube and all these other things that weren't really that popular back in the day yeah completely agree and to kind of go off of that too like do you think it's kind of dumb or not dumb but like like we've stuck through video games throughout almost our whole lives like it's always been a part of me i'm sure it's always been a part of you going through elementary middle high school and now you know being a full-fledged adult yeah. Like does does it suck seeing that like we were so ridiculed back then for being gamers and playing games all the time to like now it's like nobody gives a shit that you're playing video games and like like does that kind of suck and like do do you feel like like not angry at it but it's like oh come on like I've been doing this forever and now you're going to think it's cool Um yeah, I could kind of see where you're coming from, but I think it's people like us that stuck through it and stayed with it are the reason why it's still cool because, you know, we just showed it doesn't matter who you are, like, you belong to something. You know, it it doesn't matter what people think at the end of the day. Like, if you enjoy playing video games, then who gives two shits what someone else thinks? You know what I mean? So it's like, it's, I guess, cool that we went through that and we're still with it and stuff. And I guess kids now don't have to deal with it because it's cool, but... You know, like I said, at the end of the day, I don't think, don't give two shits what anyone thinks about you. You know, you play your games, you do what makes you happy at the end of the day. Okay, I I see what you're saying. The the only reason I brought that up is just, it like, it kind of irks me every once in a while. Because it's like, people used to give me shit for playing the types of games I played back then. And just like, now all of a sudden, it's cool to play them. Like really huge into kingdom hearts final fantasy like all that japanese role-playing stuff got made yeah. fun of all the time for playing it and now like it's cool so like it's little 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 annoyances here and there but but, but you're like the pioneer said, man you, you sticked with it i did i never i never lost sight of those games still and some that, of my favorites to play you could tell everyone you could just say it doesn't matter what anyone said to me i didn't care because i loved playing that game and i stuck with it so you didn't let anyone affect you, so you could always just keep that on your back shoulder. It's true. Good, good advice there, sir. Appreciate it. <laughs> I try. Um, yes. What, what, what are some of like, uh, I guess like the stigmas for being a gamer, or like, um, uh, what is it? Uh, stereotypes, I should say, for being a gamer. Like, if someone were to say you're a gamer, what's like the first thing that's gonna pop into your head? Well, I think I kind of let it out before because, you know, when people say gamers, you think of like someone that drinks Mountain Dew and eats Taco Bell every night and doesn't see the sun. You know, that, you know, I think when people hear gamer, that's what they think of. Like just someone that does not go outside, that just eats junk food and just games, you know, from the moment they get up to the moment they go to sleep. That's, you know, when I hear gamer, that's what I think of. Even though that is so far from what a gamer actually is. Yeah, I mean, like, you put it, like, perfectly. The The first thing that comes into my head when someone says they're a gamer, I just picture, like, 
20, 30 bottles of Mountain Dew Code Red on their desk. There's bags of empty Doritos on the floor, Taco Bell shells everywhere, possibly a couple Crave cases from White Castle in the back. Like, that's what you think when you think of a gamer. Yeah, now, you know, we're we're in this society today where, like, there are, like, multiple type of gamers. You have the competitive gamer, you have casual gamers, you have, like, the diehard gamers, you have the streamer gamers. Like, there's just different types of gamers now. What... But like we were saying, like with the stigma, like when you say gamer to someone else that doesn't play video games, that's kind of the picture that they're painting. Yeah, and I I honestly think like in today's society, like we we truly do need to move on from that because it's like it's so far from what we are and like how we are as like a community as like a whole that like it sucks that like that's what people usually first think of us and it also doesn't help that we're also portrayed like that in tv show and movies you know we're portrayed as the nerdy kid with the glasses and no friends yeah and it's far from it. it it is far from it and like it's just it's just what people think but there's so many different types of gamers out there so it's just, it's funny that it's just a stigma. I guess it's never going to go away just because that's what people relate it to, especially ones that don't play. They just think of, you know, you know, me and you, if you saw, you know, Christian or me out on the street, you probably wouldn't think that we're gamers. We just look like regular dudes, you know, but it's just, it's funny. Like you said, it's just, you watch a TV show on a gamer is exactly what we pictured. Yeah. I, re- I don't remember the exact show. But there was this, like, dumb show on, I want to say, MTV or VH1. It was called, like, Geeks and Princesses or something like that, or Geek Charming. I don't know. All I know is that it literally put a bunch of nerdy-ass dudes and a bunch of really attractive women together. And, like, all of the nerds were, like, they were gamers. They liked science and math and all of these things. And it's like, I hated that show because it's like, that is not what a gamer is. You can be a full-fledged nerd or rocket scientist and you don't look like this. Like, they're just stereotyping everything in this show and it doesn't help. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's toxic because it's, it's like we said, it's far from the truth of what actually being a gamer is. You know, just being a gamer is... You know, just playing with your friends, just grinding out stuff, having a good time. Like, that's what gaming's all about. You know, some people, they to get away from real life situations, they go to the gym or, you know, they shop or they do whatever. And, you know, for people like us to get away from the real world, it's playing video games, letting our stress just kind of go away and just getting away from all our problems. Like, that's what being a gamer really is about. 100%. And... Speaking of the word toxic, since you just said it, what what are some of like the toxic behaviors in our like community now that like it just sucks? And like, how do you think we can improve on that? I mean, I know I'll probably get a lot of hate on it, but like shitting on other players, it's like a such a toxic thing. You know, I guess like maybe Rocket League would be a good example and stuff like that. That's a very toxic game to play. But, you know, you don't see it as much now, but, like, when you used to, like, people would send messages, like, when they beat someone online or something, they'd send, like, a toxic message, like, on Xbox or PlayStation or whatever. Um, 
I think that stuff has to get, like, you know, you're not going to help someone enjoy the game anymore by shitting on them. Like, what are you getting out of that? You already beat them, so, like, why do you have to keep pounding on them? And, you know, a lot of people have to realize when it comes to gaming, you know, you're going to lose a lot, no matter what game you play. But you have to learn to lose, but it's like a learning thing kind of you learn how to get better at the game by losing you're not always going to win so it's hard for someone to learn if they're constantly just getting shit on and shit on and then they're just not going to want to play anymore and like you, we just got to cut out that kind of behavior yeah like i remember like with rocket league in, in specific um there was this one time like i absolutely got shit on during like during competitive seasons and everything like that and the amount of like messages I would get that would just be like, oh, go back to casual. Why are you wasting your time in competitive? You suck. Oh, like th- this is so easy. Like you guys are such an easy dub for anyone who plays you all these things. It's like, how do you want me to get better at the game if you're just going to sit there and shit on me all day? Like it's one thing to banter with someone, which bantering is completely fine. You know, if it's back and forth and it's not like completely disgusting and unnecessary banter all you want but there's a time and place for it and like when someone's already down you don't have to kick them while they're down either you know like instead of saying like oh you suck or like oh get out of competitive be like hey man good game i know you lost but like just keep going at it you're gonna get the win eventually or hey you want to team up and maybe practice you know like that will encourage someone to stick with the game and play it more yeah, like like I was trying to say, like losing is good in a sense because it helps you learn and you try and get better. But like you said, beating someone while they're already down and saying, you know, stuff like that, it just it needs to be cut out. You know, it's different like in games where like most like shooting games are like you kill someone and you, you know, you teabag them like that's pretty toxic, but you're not going to hurt the person's feelings. That's not going to make them, you know, up and quit like. They're going to try and learn and kill you and then teabag you. And that's fun. That's fine. But the verbal abuse, I think, has to come to an end. Unless someone is verbally abusing you for no reason, you really should not beat someone while they're already down. 100% agree. And I think another big, like, toxic behavior that we have in the community that it's starting to go away, but, like, not at a quick enough rate. And it's literally what we've been talking about in the news for the past, like, five episodes. And that's women in our community. Like, they get disrespected so horribly. Like, if you mention you're a female, forget about it. No one takes you serious in the game anymore. They all try to, like, backseat coach you. They try to get your number, your Snapchat, whatever they can get from you, they will try to get instead of just being like, okay, let's, let's just game. Hey, yeah, you're 100% right because, you know, like I said probably in the beginning of the episode, it, this is a male-dominated, you know, thing. And that's because we drive away females because people act like that. And why would any woman want a game when, like you said, they're getting constantly harassed, they're getting backseat coached? Like, just let them enjoy the game. They're a human, too. Like... It just needs to get cut out. I, that's a great point by you. I didn't ever even thought of something like that. Yeah, and like 
at the end of the day, this this falls in line with like cyberbullying and anything. There's someone else behind that screen that you're talking to. Like there is an actual human going to see what you're sending them. We're going to listen to what you're saying to them. Like that is a human being at the end of the day. Like I'm sure 95% of our parents raised us better, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And like, I'll admit, like I was pretty toxic back when I was in high school and stuff like that. And even a couple years after high school, I was very toxic. I mean, it it just comes with nature. You know, it's it's a video game. I'm going to be toxic, but I'm 27 going on 28 now. I've learned my lessons. I no longer shit talk like I used to. I don't do any of that stuff anymore because I realized, like I said, at the end of the day, there's someone else behind there. They want a game for whatever reason they want to, and I want them to continue gaming. I don't want to be the reason someone quit or someone stopped playing. Yeah, exactly. It, it's there's no one wins when you drive someone away from playing a game. No one wins. Yes, and us as a community, we obviously want to keep growing as as quote unquote gamers. You know, so. We we got to start welcoming people with open arms and just stop pushing all the other people away, you know? Definitely, definitely. It's, you know, we're a community. We have to grow together, build together. We got to stay as a cohesive unit. Agree. Uh, so let's see here. Not so much of a hard-hitting question, but a little bit lighter. Uh, do you think like today it's a lot easier to get into video games than let's say 15 years ago? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And the reason why I say that is because, you know, this digital world we live in, you know, you could, you know, whether you have PC or console, you never have to leave your house to go get a game. You know, back then you had to go buy a disc or a cartridge or whatever everything you could easily download and a lot of games back then you know you kind of needed to enjoy with someone else you had to go to someone else's house to enjoy playing it and they really don't make games like that anymore so i feel like it's easier to get into gaming now just because it's all at the touch of your finger so it's easier just to buy a game or easier to download a free game so i feel like it's a lot easier to become a gamer now in that sense what what about the sense of like like being the game, like being a gamer and like it being socially acceptable. You think it's a lot easier now? Oh yeah. Because I think there's a, everything has a bigger player pool. Cause like we said, it's more socially acceptable now because everyone's doing like we said, celebrities, athletes, everyone's gaming now. So it's easier to get into it because maybe back then you didn't want to, cause you think maybe you were going to get made fun of or whatnot, but no one's going to make fun of you now because everyone does it. Agreed. You know, I, I'm kind of on the same there. You know, I tr- I do think it's a lot easier today to be a gamer. And I mean, look at with Xbox. Prime example of how easy it is to get into gaming. You boot up your console for the first time, right? You open an Xbox Christmas Day, boot it up for the first time. Immediately it asks you, hey, do you want Xbox Ultimate? And do you know what Xbox Ultimate entails? Game Pass. Hundreds of titles right there. And all for, what is it, like $14.99 a month or something like that? Like, yeah. 
Are like, you kidding me? You don't even have to go to the store. The only thing, I guess this is kind of a little bit off topic, but the only thing that's not easier about the gaming world today compared to back then is games today are so incomplete. You know, every time you play yeah. a game, it comes with DLCs and updates and everything. And the way I kind of explain it to people sometimes is back then when you bought a game, you got the whole hamburger. Now when you buy a game, you get the buns and maybe the patty. And then you have to wait three months, and then you get the lettuce. Then you have to wait three months, and then you get the condiments. You wait a year, and then you get the, the tomato and bacon. You know what I mean? Like, it's harder now to really enjoy a game because they're they're all incomplete, every single one. I, I, I agree with that. that th- there was nothing like opening up a game, you know, early early high school and knowing you're playing a complete game. You know, now it's like, okay, I'm going to start the game. Let's see how many times it crashes in the first 10 minutes. Or, oh, I wonder what's missing today or what's going to get announced in a week. Yeah, yeah so, like, sucks. back then, you, once you bought the game, you never have to worry after that. But now, when you buy a game, you could usually beat it within a day because there's not as much content. And then you have to wait until they add more content. Yeah, and another point too, though, like back then, yes, games did have DLC, but the DLC complemented the game that was already released. So it was like, okay, you finished the story, you did everything you can. Here's a little bit of extra stuff that you can do, but doesn't pertain to the main game. Like that was DLC back then. DLC now, it's like, Oh, you finished the first five missions? Okay, we're going to hide the next five that are crucial to the story behind a paywall. Yeah, so games back then, it was like getting the fries, your DLC. But now, you're still waiting for the rest of your burger. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, most of the time, we don't even get the fries anymore. Like, that shit comes like two years later on an Ultimate Edition. (laughs) No, the fries do not come with the burger anymore. That is never (laughs) happening. That happens when they... redesign and reboot the game a couple years later those are the fries and you have to get the burger back (laughs) yeah i mean like let's be real me and you are destiny ogs we know how painful it is like we understand pain and suffering basically every dlc is like a little sesame seed on the bun is essentially Uh, what it's like like we we legit didn't get the whole fucking meal for the original destiny until the final three months of destiny one that's when we finally received our full meal after everything rotted and molded away. <laughs> it's it's tough, man. That's what that's the tough thing about gaming today is because it's it, the games are just not as good as they used to be. One uh one little thing I'd like to note here before we wrap things up for the day. Um, mobile gamers, listen. I appreciate you guys, and I truly believe you are part of the gaming community. Do not listen to what anyone says. If you're on your phone playing PUBG, you're playing Candy Crush Saga, or whatever, Temple Run, I view you as a gamer, and don't let anyone take that away from you. Nice touch. Very nice touch. (laughs) I I had to put it there because I hate when people get bashed on for playing mobile games or being like the quote-unquote mobile gamer, but... You know, this pertains like back from 20 minutes ago. You don't there, there's another person behind that screen. You don't know what they're going through. Maybe the only way they can enjoy PUBG 
was the free mobile version on their app or on their phone or like you know they can only play temple run or something you just you just do not know and you guys are gamers don't let anyone else say otherwise You're, you guys are fucking gamers and for you mobile gamers you have one thing you could talk shit on to the rest of the gamers and you could go outside you guys could go outside and touch the freaking grass. We can't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, all right. So yeah, that's that's going to wrap it up for that. For the next couple of weeks here, for my game of choice that I will be playing, it's actually going to be two games because they're both kind of short. The first one is going to be Firewatch, and the next one is going to be a game called Lake, which I'm pretty excited to play both of them. Um, Kind of kind of short games, like I stated before, but I know they're like story rich. It's beautiful environments, everything. So that's what I'll be playing for the next couple of weeks. Um, I know you won't be back on for a while, but is there anything that you're going to be playing coming up shortly? So I think I texted you about it when they first came out. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy game. I bought it. I played the first level and life sidetracked me and I've yet to go back i've been killing myself not doing it so i plan on finishing it this week or next week beautiful very beautiful you you might have to tweet us your uh your review on it after you finish it just so you know we're not keeping our viewers here on a on a string you know you got it sir anytime all right guys thank you for another wonderful wonderful episode uh it's a good way to start off 2022 and uh yeah we'll be seeing you in a couple weeks later